Hello and welcome back to the Savvy Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and every week I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Do you talk with the pharmacist more than your friends? Do you know so much about your loved one's disease that doctors ask if you're a doctor too? If so, you can probably count yourself among the nation's 65 million family caregivers. If you're well-rested, relaxed, and have it all together, this is not you. Caregiving is one of the hardest jobs you'll ever do. And chances are, you're either doing it now, or you will at some point in your life. Because according to the National Alliance for Caregiving, 29% of the U.S. adult population, that's over 65 million people, provide care to someone who's ill, disabled, or aged. Now, when I say caregivers, I mean unpaid caregivers, usually a family member. Being a paid caregiver like a home health care aide is also really hard, but that's another episode. And caregivers don't usually think of themselves as caregivers. They just think of themselves as a spouse, adult child, parent, or other loved one who's doing what's needed to help someone they love. So this week, here are six big facts about the difficulty, necessity, and thankfully, meaning of being a caregiver. Fact number one, caregivers increasingly do the work of professionals. The things caregivers do routinely these days, changing dressings, cleaning ports, managing complex medication regimens, injections, were done not that many years ago, if not in the hospital, then at least by trained medical professionals. But now, those tasks are increasingly trusted to caregivers. According to a 2012 report from the United Hospital Fund, almost half of family caregivers perform medical tasks. And that's on top of everything else they already do, like running the household and navigating our impenetrable healthcare system. And you could definitely argue that having family caregivers do medical tasks is an unfair cost-cutting measure. But while it is a lot to shoulder, especially with minimal training, it does allow patients to stay out of the hospital and at home, where most prefer to be. Fact number two, patients and caregivers have mutually contagious emotions, both good and bad. Caregivers and the people they take care of rise and fall together. If one is doing well, the other is buoyed too. But when one is depressed, the other is likely to be depressed. Or if one is anxious, the other is likely to be anxious. Caregiving is supposed to be a support system, but when burnout and negative emotions sneak in there, it becomes more like a distress system. For example, a 2006 study of caregivers of advanced cancer patients found that when patients have any psychological illness, caregivers are almost eight times as likely to have one too, and vice versa. Fact number three, caregiving can be hazardous to your health. This is a tough one. Caregivers have worse immune functioning and are more susceptible to getting the flu or other infections. They have twice the rate of chronic conditions like diabetes, heart disease, and arthritis than non-caregivers. And most alarmingly, a 1999 study in the prestigious Journal of the American Medical Association found that the strain of caring for a cancer patient increased the caregiver's risk of dying in the next five years by 63%. Fact number four, despite all this, caregivers almost never reach out for help. 
In addition to caregiving, caregivers often work a job, run the household, and may also take care of kids. But caregivers don't often advocate for themselves or seek help. They think, I'm not the one who's sick, or I shouldn't complain, I'm the healthy one. But caregiving is exhausting and isolating, and no one should face it alone. I've said this before, but if you're a caregiver, think of yourself as the coach of a team, not as every single player. Recruit as many people as you can to help both you and the person you're caring for. Your teenage kids, your spouse, your loved one's friends, even long-distance relatives can order groceries online or be in charge of bills. And if you can afford it, go ahead and hire that cleaning service, dog walker, or send out the laundry. One last task will be worth every penny. Fact number five, caregiving is valuable, really valuable. According to the AARP, the work of caregivers is worth $450 billion per year. Basically, if family caregiving were a corporation, they'd be the biggest in the world. All that work you're doing has value. It's easy to discount it, but caregiving is one of the hardest jobs there is, and managing the day-to-day of your life, your loved one, and possibly others, means you're doing the work of multiple people. Fact number six, resources for caregivers still don't match the need, but are growing. Luckily, the challenges faced by caregivers have caught the attention of researchers, hospitals, and service providers alike. Many hospitals and cancer centers have support groups for caregivers, and if yours doesn't have one, request one. In the meantime, you can check out resources online, and you'll find links to the American Cancer Society, Alzheimer's Association, and ALS Association in the show notes at quickanddirtytips.com slash savvy hyphen psychologist. So before you reflexively offer to help all the people in your family use the bathroom, get support. Don't feel you should be able to do it all. You'll set yourself up for failure or at least burnout. And in addition to spreading out the work, remember to take care of yourself. You are the most important person in the world to the person you take care of. Taking care of yourself gives you the strength and health to take care of them. For more on caregiving, see the episode Why Am I So Tired from the archives. And if the savvy psychologist makes your life happier or healthier, let me know by liking on Facebook, subscribing to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, or subscribing to the bi-weekly newsletter at quickanddirtytips.com newsletters. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and a transcript of this and every other episode, as well as links to the studies I mention, are always available on quickanddirtytips.com savvy hyphen psychologist. And of course, the savvy psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you again, and I'll see you next week for a happier, healthier mind.